When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. Just giving you a little bit of a heads up. We had a lot of fun on this episode, but we had a panel of five people, and the internet connection was a little bit wonky at times for a couple of our hosts here, so please forgive a little bit of the uh, audio inconsistencies. I will do my best to edit it out, and we will try and avoid this happening again. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you, and enjoy the episode. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're like we do every single week. We're going to talk about Roy G. Biv. Really, the foundational building blocks of a lot of our childhood. I'm really particular to Roy, but I know we got a couple of Biv fans on here, so just it's going to be a wild podcast. Okay, yeah. But did you know that the primary colors are not red, yellow, and blue? Well, it sounds I like did. blasphemy. They're cyan, green, right? green? yellow, and magenta. <laughs> oh, uh, so a Photoshop. I still think uh, like Indigo is fictional. Is that all the stuff from like here? This is the best uh, my opening joke has ever gone. Everybody, Wait. Seems like this is a discussion we were going to have. But actually, we're going to talk about Marvel stuff. Indigo is just blue. So did they just throw it in there to make it a uh, word? Well, this just in. Ray is actually colorblind because Indigo is definitely not blue. Yeah. <laughs> is it not? No, no, no. <laughs> it's like it's like it's weird. It's weird violet. It's weird violet. Okay, so it's like between blue and purple. All right, as you guys can hear, anyway. we've got quite a few friends on the podcast <laughs> yep. today. Joining me, obviously, my good buddy coach. I'm going to take over there. this introduction thing. Uh, I've got Ray. They are fantastic. Always wonderful to have you. Crowd favorite, Hello. Ron. He's, you know, 50%. I've heard one good comment and one bad comment. So you're you're really killing the game right now. One of them was from me. I'll let you decide yeah. which one was from me. All right. The other one was from Cody. So really, like, yeah. you guys got to have a talk here soon. And finally, my good buddy, Noah King Bates. He's a cosplayer. He's joined me a couple different times on the Radioactive Paper Cuts podcast. You guys go check that out. We just, uh, we're covering DC's Peacemaker right now. Noah, great to have you. Please introduce yourself. Nerd creds, all that good stuff. Uh yeah, I'm Noah. I'm a nerd connoisseur. I'm a cosplayer, actor, nerdcore rapper. You name it, I, I enjoy it. So we go. Also a great mic, apparently. He does have a great mic. His internet connection's subpar at the moment, but he's got it. Let's hope we can fix that. <laughs> Hopefully, it gets a little better. But we'll just uh, we'll power through it for now. All right. Uh, before we jump into today's topic, which is going to be a ton of fun, uh, did everyone see the John Bernthal news that uh, apparently he is? being talked to at Disney about bringing him back seems to be relatively I confirmed, right? I didn't see the actual article, but I'm not even remotely surprised because his popularity is second only to Daredevil, and some people like him more than Daredevil, so it'd be weird if they didn't bring him back. I'm just curious how they're going to make it Disney appropriate. Yeah, that is quite the, yeah, the quite <laughs> point how they're going to be possibly Disney appropriate. It's also apparently it's being more and more confirmed that even though it's the same actors and the same characters, nothing that happened within the Netflix shows is considered canon. Um, 
So it's going to be the same character, but as if nothing that he did before happened. And that seems to be the case for all of them. So it'll be interesting. And Rithal did once say that he wouldn't do the show again unless he could keep it as R. So either he budged or Disney budged, I guess. I think Disney budged because I think um, uh, I talked about this rel- uh, relatively recently on the Paper Cuts podcast. And DC, like the way they're kind of running ahead in popularity, they're not ahead of Marvel, obviously, but the the niche that they've been hitting is the rated R content. And Marvel seems to kind of be missing out on that mark. So I think the re- like the return of Deadpool – uh, the Punisher and potentially like a Blade going rated R is kind of kind of bring them back up to the uh, the the rightful place at the top, I suppose. Love it. All right. Short bit of news aside, let's get into today's topic. Uh, obviously, it's another filler week. There's nothing for us to review or rate here, but we have what I think is a fun topic. There's plenty of genres uh, that Marvel has not has not hit yet. And there's plenty of characters who have not had enough spotlight. You know, some of them have. Some of the choices that are going to be made are people who've already had four movies, and some might be tertiary characters. But we wanted to, I guess I framed it as pitch me a show or movie in some sort of genre that has not been explored yet. Um, You tell me why it's going to be good, maybe which characters are going to be in it, if you need to do some stunt casting, um, or if they're already cast, then obviously that issue solved itself. Is it going to be, you know, official marvel content i think is also good to think about as we do these things uh who wants to go first perfect i'm gonna go first and thank you guys for volunteering that was super good. helpful glad um, you got it <laughs> no i uh i have a, i have two choices here so hopefully we get time for both but i also really want to watch this rams niners game so my first choice i think is is kind of the easy one kind of the obvious one um and i think you could very easily do a game show Marvel. Number one, it's easy because it doesn't have to be part of the official cinematic universe, right? It doesn't have to be canon, um, but you can just have the characters, so that way they get to just give ridiculous answers and do ridiculous things, and then you just let Deadpool host it, and the best part of Deadpool is every week would be a different game show. Like, it would be... true. It would be the newlywed game one week just because he thinks it's funny when, you know, Thor and Groot are on there, and then the next week would be a totally different game. Uh, he doesn't care at all. He would mix and match the rules. And really, it's just a chance for, for Ryan Reynolds to be funny. I, I picture it more of like a weird set of skits, more so than a show. It's probably yeah. how it So whose line is it anyway? Uh, not, not like a show of skits. It would just be like a YouTube thing, you know, maybe gets put on Disney+. Plus. They're like 10 minutes weird just showing characters. Who knows how many there's going to be. Could be 10, could be 20, could be just three of them. But you just kind of watch them. They're funny. And you move on. You let Deadpool... Really, you just let Ryan Reynolds produce it and do whatever he wants uh, with whoever he wants. A lot more people should do that. That's kind of... That's kind of my... So I think that's an easy first one. I think it it gets the ball rolling as a soft introduction because it's not canon. So it's a little easier to, uh, to, I think, pitch and get going. But some people might hate this. Is that live? Oh, studio yeah. audience. Oh, that is so much. Okay. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, good point. If you do it live, it's so much funnier. If you just, yeah, like Ryan Reynolds live as Deadpool would be so funny. Now, are we going to be breaking the fourth wall to where like Lauren Michaels is actually the producer or something like that? Oh, or is it, is it like breaking the fourth wall within the MCU universe? So actually, like J. Jonah Jameson's in charge or something totally like that. 
You know, I, again, I would just let Ryan Reynolds do whatever he want. One week it could be totally, you know, fourth wall breaking, and the next week it could exist within the MCU universe where he's doing it during a battle. You know, <laughs> he he just he's wild like that. Let him do whatever he wants. I think mix it up every week is was how I would go about it. All right, Josh, I what do you got? I'll go next. Yes. Um, I want to pitch a Marvel soap opera. Now hear me out because it's going to be wonderful. I want to uh, do like a general hospital style uh, soap opera featuring Scott Summers and Jean Grey. If you guys don't know the comic book history, it's one of the most toxic in all of comic books. <laughs> there, there's a life where Scott hooks up with uh, a clone of Jean Grey and the clone of Jean Grey is actually the mother of Cable and Cable's the time traveling mutant and he actually takes care of Hope which is also the daughter of the clone of Jean Grey so all of these weird things and then there's always the love triangle with Cyclops, Jean Grey, Wolverine just anything with like that kind of area of the X-Men cast I think would be hilarious especially if you overplay it like a general hospital like Oh my God, my evil twin that I forgot about 20 years ago. They're going to be the, the the new love interest or things along those lines. That's that's canonically a soap opera. What the heck? I know <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. So it'd be perfect to just uh, I don't I, casting wise. I, I don't really care. You can you can use the young X Men from the ac- young X Men movies. I don't think any of the actors were bad. I think the movies just were. So Sophie Turner is a talented actress. She could play. Uh, Gene Gray again and uh, Tyler Sheridan or whatever his name is can play Cyclops again. That's that's fine with me. You need to find a younger Wolverine, probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like a Taron Edgerton, I'd be about that life. But Ooh, I know. You, I think that's the only way they could do Phoenix again because it didn't work great the last two times. So just make it more melodramatic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Super weird uh, soap opera one with just. I'm imagining it with like poor CGI, like overly lit rooms. Yep. You know. And like really slow death scenes, and like for some reason there's you know hospital scenes that last three episodes, and just the whole nonsense of all of soap operas and all of the forty year old wine mothers and grandmothers would just eat it up. I'd be about that life. I think, I think you'd have to do it uh, outside of the confines of like this MCU on Earth. Oh yeah, you can't you can't canonically do this as an MCU. But if you just show did it have like its own, you know, like a what yeah. if universe. A self-contained um, storyline, yeah. Would you want it to be just a running show? You're talking, you know, if it finds it, episodes long. Exactly. If it finds its success, then yeah, why not run it till it dies? I mean, I looked it up just because I was uh, coming up with this pitch, and General Hospital's been around since 1963, and that show is still running. So we get, I mean, that's just free money, man. Might as well just print it. I love it. <laughs> um I would run it. As Please a, tell me you uh, call it as the Phoenix turns. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have a title, but thank you for pitching it. Yes. All right. I will give you one writing credit. That's <laughs> one writing credit and zero dollars. Kind of... Zero dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really the perfect combination. Doing it. I, I, I love it. I would do the more classic telenovela and I would, you know, I would bring in Oscar. Uh, what's the Spider-Man 2099. Oscar Herrera. And Oscar Isaac plays the voice. Oh, I don't no. know the Spider-Man the 99's character? name. I think it's Miguel, is it not? Oh, you're Pretty right. Sure Miguel's Miguel. I was. You're right. I was combining him with... Yep. Yes, Jack. Miguel O'Hara. Um, Miguel yeah. O'Hara. Yeah, I would have... I would just have him. You know, he's time jumping. I would get... You know, you really lean into that that Latin fold of it and just really be 
Over yeah, I thought about I thought about telenovela. I actually almost called this a telenovela at first, but I, I guess it makes more sense as a soap opera because it's a bunch of white people. So yeah, either way, it's, great, it's it. fine. It's great. I think that's way better than my pitch. Um, although I think mine is probably more realistically able to happen. Oh yeah, no shot mine could happen. I would but rather have yours, obviously. I would love to have some writing, you know, just Marvel writing credits to go on my resume. Uh, Ray, let's hear what you got going on. <laughs> okay, good. so good in the MCU, I. I had this idea like years and years and years ago um, of an Avengers like sitcom. So like they're all like living in Stark Tower, but you've got the OG Avengers uh, plus Vision and Wanda and then throwing in Loki for some chaos. Um, And it just like Parks and Rec style or the office style. Uh, Yeah, so essentially you're just following their day-to-day but because they're superheroes and loki's there nothing's going to go well i have a question for you is this going to be limited to a location a la the office to where they rarely go off site or do we follow them along in their hijinks when they save new york Ooh, that's a good question because avengers campus seems like that's the main set yeah yeah i think in that I think I'd lean a little more towards like Parks and Rec where it like they're mostly in the office, but it goes they also go out on assignments and stuff. Good call. So a little who's, bit of both. Yeah, who's the main character, really though? That's what I want to know. Ooh. Is this like watching Phil Coulson? Yeah, is it Phil Coulson? That'd be good. Oh. oh goodness. I don't know who would be the lead. Well, let's uh I'll let you workshop that maybe by the end, you know. If if anyone ever comes asking, we'll get back to you, and then you can uh, you can circle well, around. I'm taking suggestions. Obviously, for our podcast is growing every week, so obviously Marvel is probably listening uh, 30 years yeah. from now. That's, That's a right. fact. Shout out to the listeners. We appreciate you. Honestly, it's uh, it's been fun <laughs> watching us grow. It's it's great stuff. So thank you for listening. And, Marvel, uh, if you're listening, you can have that idea for free. Boom. Ah, she didn't sign anything. <laughs> don't think you can steal her idea. She don't say that. Paid. They need to get paid. They need to get paid. Okay. Uh, all right. Ron, you got something for us? <laughs> um, I was just thinking that uh, if you're going to do it like sitcom style, you could you know, really lean into the like flashbacks where Thor is like, oh, I did this cool thing in the battle. And it flashes to somebody else doing an interview. And they're like, yeah, that's not what happened. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. You got to have the two camera um, interviews. Yep. Yes. Um, okay, I'm going to go with first, I'll, I'll start with my more, probably more palatable idea, uh, at least according to Coach. Um, mine, uh, Mine's totally in canon. Uh, we're going to go with um, Pirates. It's going to be with the old school Ravagers, like Sylvester Stallone, Michelle Yeoh, whoever Miley Cyrus was playing. Um, and it's going to be something where it's like a treasure hunt, where they're looking for some kind of item. Somehow Ron had the best idea, and then his connection he broke the internet. Stopped out of nowhere. It was so, so that, amazing. It that broke. was about to be the best thing of all time. Uh, I can say that right now. Hopefully, we well, get Ron. You back. guys, um, it's going to be a pay per view, and uh, if you want to hear the rest of Ron's idea, <laughs> just subscribe on Patreon. All right, Ron's back. Ron, continue. Yeah, my so. I live at work. My internet is flip-flopping back and forth to my house and work, and I don't know why it's doing that. Um, so <laughs> we'll see if I can get through this. You guys heard none of that, right? That's me. 
you're, you're looking for a treasure. I know that. I love. Yep, there's definitely a treasure. Yeah, looking for treasure. This gives you the opportunity, the opportunity for the old schooler averagers to go to all sorts of places across the galaxy um, and do sort of piratey like things. So, um, like in pirate movies, sometimes there's a monster. That monster this time is I always forgot to say his name, Sur- Surtur or whatever, the guy who causes Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, he's like the big monster. Yeah. Um, the old Herm, the old Herman on an island, like the master stuck on some planet somewhere. Um, and I also think this would be a good opportunity to like, um, have flashbacks to Yondu. Like how can we get Yondu in the Marvel universe more without doing some like weird alternate stuff? Um, okay. it's like some treasure that he found or something like that. And so you can like flashback to the original times he found it. Um, and then they can fight some other crew of people. Um, I was thinking like, um, Jan Rog from Captain Marvel, like maybe he goes back to the Supreme Intelligence and um, like he goes crazy. Um, and so he becomes like a crazy pirate guy. And then somehow they end up trying to save the universe. And by the end of it, um, it's Rogue One style. It's a one-off movie. All of the main characters end up dead by the end of it. God in a blaze of glory. It's like um, a thing where they're like, we'd rather die as pirates than to like retire and um they probably end up not getting the treasure by the end because they all die. Well, um, spoiler. Yeah, I'm kind of like a, kind of like in pirate movies. You just tanked your own pitch. You're like, hey, here's how it ends. It's like Terrible Treasure Island or Black Sails. Planet, doesn't it? Doesn't actually matter. I like it. Island. I think it's pitch. I think it's I think it's the best pitch so far. I love pirates. So I would green light. I would green light the crap out of this movie, dude. Uh, let's roll through our second idea because I know we all have some some good ones. Anyone on? Uh, Ron, you look you look like you really wanted to get both <laughs> ideas out there. So I'm before get before we cycle back around, actually, yeah. you know, I'll wait till the end. Okay, okay. you go, right. Ron. Roll it. If you were thinking, I was thinking Ray, we should vote on which ones we would we would make happen. That's what I was thinking. No, um, but that's a good no, idea. Okay. Okay, so for the next one, I put way too much detail into this, thinking about this while I was at the gym, because it was Good. distracting me from the pain of weightlifting. Um, so also in canon, this is going to take place after Doctor Strange 2. It's going to be an Avengers movie, but not all the Avengers. It's going to be like the magical Avengers. Um, and it's going to be a um, psychological thriller um, slash revival drama. I think like the closest thing we would have to that might be an inception sort of deal. Um, and so Mordo, um, he's going to be the, the full on bad guy in this movie. And he, um, he is going to try to kill all of the magic users that he knows. He's no longer about just trying to take away their magical powers. So he finds a way to send them into the dream dimension. And for each of these characters, it's a way for them to face, um, both their hopes and their fears. And so in the dream dimension of this movie, every one of the main heroes is going to get um, their biggest wish in life and have it come true um, in like a dream dimension. And in doing so, um, they're going to also, to some extent, become like the worst versions of themselves. So um, it's going to start off kind of funny and get progressively more dramatic. So like we start off with Wong, he just wants to go on vacation. And so it's going to be all of the superheroes resting and they're all just going to be kind of tired and out of it and have to like fight some kind of monsters that way. Um, and then you get into like Scarlet Witch. She wants to revert to being a child. So we have a bit where like all of the main characters are children um, and they're having emotional outbursts. And then you get um, like a Moon Knight thrown in there where he just wants his personalities like totally separate. Like if he could just be totally different people, not like right. same personalities in one body. So that gives you a chance for all of the superheroes to 
to literally fight themselves um, at one point. Um, we got Sylvie. She wants to forget about everyone, forget about relationships. So we're going to have a period in the movie where like none of the main characters know who each other are and they don't trust each other and then they can fight each other. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Movie. Oh, this would so much ah, better. As so, it seems like a show. Yes, yeah. it is. However, with this cast, I think they couldn't get them all for a show. It would work better as a show, though. So, um, I agree. I agree. Um, well, considering it's never going to happen either way, let's just pretend you it's a show. Just pretend, yeah. Okay, it's a show. It's a show. Um, each episode is a different different character's fear. Um, then we've got Loki. His, his, his big fear is being trusted, I think, at this point. Um, this is how I'm interpreting it, at least. Um, and so... Um, when all the characters trust each other too much, um, they like lose their ability to like state their own points and to be individuals um, and their powers like blur together too much. And then the climax of the show um, will be um, Dr. Strange. He's going to have trauma from Dr. Strange too. He's going to have a bunch of trauma about like him having way too much power. And so um, his biggest thing is he wants to have less control and so somehow in, in, in him that happening, he's actually going to give Mordo even more control of the dream dimension. Um, but then Mordo, it's going to backfire. His greatest hope is going to happen, which is all of them losing their powers. And so the end of the series is all of the magical superheroes um, having to fight, um, once again, some kind of monster or something like you would have in a typical nightmare. Um, it's going to be all of them having to figure out how to fight without their powers. And then Doctor Strange will have to, at the end of it, take the lead, take control, um, but while listening to others. And so I feel like each episode is kind of like a little Twilight Zone-y um, while also kind of getting at um, kind of the root dark trauma that all of these uh, these um, these characters have that comes up when they all interact with each other. I feel you. You know, first off, this is dope. I, don't, I mean, you're, both your ideas were so dope, so I guess I, I see where it was hard. I would do it less so as like one-offs, you know what I mean? I would do it more as slow progressions of each one. I would, you know, mm. that way, it, the first episode is kind of introducing all of them and we get to see all of their worlds. And then like, like you said, as the show goes on, you start to see the problems in their world and then you have to like watch them all sort of fix it at the same time. And if the show got popular, then you could just, you know, do what shows do. One person solves theirs while another person joins the group, you know, and then, you could have some of the dreams kind of cross over for certain episodes. This, this show sounds fire. I don't, I don't know if anyone else is like tracking along what Ron is really saying, but it's dope. That's really cool. Um, definitely excited about that. Uh, anyone who else goes next? Uh, sounds like me again. God, I love when you guys are just so. Yeah, I was on mute. I meant to say something. I can I can go next. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah, do it. Okay, so mine's uh, more along the lines. I don't know if you guys remember the uh, X Men Evolution animated show. We yes. guys fans of that one at all. Well, so I kind of want to do a little bit of a live action version of that. Not quite the same characters, but I like the idea. Hey, Noah, you're a lot more in focus. Welcome. Yeah. Cool. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, hey, you sound great. Way better. All right. Better. Yes. But yeah, like I was saying, I want to do like an X-Men Evolution, but have it be newer. And then I want the main characters to be a rogue in a gambit. And I want this to be more along the lines of like a Euphoria. I don't know if you guys follow that show at all, but it's a Zendaya show on HBO. It's fantastic stuff. Teenagers dealing with like a heightened version of what real teenagers deal with. Same as like a Riverdale. So they deal with the typical stuff, sex, drugs, alcohol, that type of thing. 
but then that gets elevated even further with them dealing with their own powers. So it's taking some of the fundamentals from X-Men evolution and things that kind of touched on in X-Men three, but may bringing it to the main focus. And it's like life, live, excuse me, life within uh, Xavier's Institute for right. gifted youngsters. Mm. Is this taking place at the okay. same time as the soap opera or is this? See, I know they're very similar ideas. <laughs> Crossovers. Crossovers. There could be crossovers. I think the soap opera it. is like a lot of overacting and having crazy yeah. stuff happen. But in this uh, realm, it's I almost call acting. It, yeah, I wanted this stuff. to feel almost more like a reality TV show, but not quite to that uh, level. I still like the idea of it being a scripted show, but I love uh, getting to feature those fun characters would be sweet. Hey, no, why don't you do us a favor and uh, let's try to reshoot your uh, your theory, your little show there, and just. Oh. Give, us the, give us the whole pitch over again. We'll cut your previous one starting now. All right. So my pitch is going to be a reality TV show called The New Warriors. And it is based off of the superhero team in which uh, kind of snowballed the Civil War, where it's a bunch of teenage heroes, teenage powered people trying to be heroes. And it's kind of shot in the realm of Reno 911. Or even a little bit of like your Parks and Rec, where it's almost reality-based, uh, followed camera style, where they are trying to do hero stuff. They are trying to be heroes, and they just suck at it. Um, you'd have recurring characters of like agents from Shield trying to stop them, as well as just like different heroes, small time, like your Squirrel. You can introduce Squirrel Girl this way. The Great Lake Avengers, um, Alpha Force, a bunch of like low rent hero groups and kind of always have them competing to try to become the next Avengers, the next X-Men, the next Fantastic Four, but they're all failing at it. I I love that idea. Just the idea of it being like the double A and triple A to the Major League (laughs) Baseball. You're never going to be quite as good, but maybe we'll call one of you up every once in a while when you seem useful. That's a wonderful show. I would, uh, I would pay to see that for sure. So yeah, I guess our, uh, Faux pitch that we came up with wasn't quite what you were looking is, for. Is, is this like the mystery man of the MCU? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly the mystery man. Spoons and all. Uh, I don't get that reference. I feel like Captain America out here. It's a it's a late nineties uh comedy where a bunch of people have superpowers, but they're all fairly useless. <laughs> like um one one's only invisible when no one's looking at them. All right, stuff like that. This conversation is giving me crow feet. So, Ray, please feel free to hop in here. We get second pitch. Only invisible when no one's looking at him. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. There was a bowling ball with a de- with a soul inside. A guy could use like utensils as deadly projectiles, but only utensils. So LSD was in the writers' room. <laughs> Clearly, if you think about it, we're all invisible when no one's looking at us. <laughs> Just has Drax, dude. So he moves so slow. <laughs> He's imperceptible to the human eye. Yeah. All right. Well, that's wow. All right. Um, I'll give my second pitch then. I I had the the idea is a true murder mystery, um, in the likes of Broadchurch, Mayor of Easttown. Um, love Broadchurch. I'm already in. Broadchurch is super great. I want like a you know an inciting incident. You know, some someone dies. And there's like a real, there's a detective that kind of comes in and takes care of it. Um, I had two ideas for it. One was either going to be 
I think this would be a cool idea for the next Spider-Man movie to let him kind of, it wouldn't be quite as, you wouldn't be able to do quite as much detective stuff if you went the Spider-Man route. So that's why I scrapped it, even though I think it could be interesting to let him do his, his smarts a little more than his action. What I would rather do is go back to Wakanda. We're going to have a, you know, 10 episode show. There's going to be a, a murder in one of like the, the outer kind of villages, but it, then it ties back to like some stuff that's going on in, you know, the big city and the whole mystery of like, is it connected to the Royal family? Is there anybody in the Royal family that is connected to this murder? You know, and there's all the cool technology that you have in Wakanda to try to like track DNA and stuff that was, you get to do the weird Batman stuff where he just makes up fake science to learn clues. Yeah, he um, needs to he needs to call up Spider Man Noir, played by Nick Cage, and have yes. him help assist him. Yeah, so I think it would be, I think it could be really cool. I think it would be a good way to explore uh, Wakanda in a different way in different parts of Wakanda. So I, maybe that is the new Wakanda show. It would be. I mean, I doubt it. Probably, I, I probably not. Actually, probably not. But Coach, I. I was going to do a murder mystery until I saw that you were doing one. And the two ideas I had for it was one was like Nick Fury trying to figure something out with a bunch of superheroes. And the other idea I had was Wakanda with Royal family intrigue and seeing all the parts of it. So the fact that you thought of that as well is outstanding. I think that means that it is the new show. Clearly the universe is is making it happen. I think you guys are too invested in England. Pop culture is really what's happening here. Not possible. Ron, with your with your Nick Fury, was it like a who killed the watcher type Nick Fury trying to solve a mystery? Um, it was a little bit like there's um um the only comics I read are Star Wars comics, Walking Dead, and Batman. Um, anything with Batman in it. Um, there's a there's a DC comic where there's a bunch of characters that are like getting therapy. Um, oh yeah, and, I, I yeah, just we, finished that one. Yeah, yeah me and one no of them dies, and it's a murder. <laughs> It's a murder mystery <laughs> slash psychological thriller. And I was yeah. like, ooh, what would the Marvel equivalent of that be? And I was like, it's Nick Fury. And then my idea at the end of it was that like somehow, if you exclude the way that MCU does time travel, the murder was actually Nick Fury from the future, like oh, gone crazy yeah. or something. Um, and because Samuel Jackson fighting himself is just what I want to see. <laughs> that, that it was like a little bit like, like um, yeah, it was a little bit like that comic combined with like the movie Looper, if you've seen that. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah, it's called Heroes in Crisis. If any of our listeners want to go yes. through and uh, check that stuff out, it is a really well written comic book. And yeah, I can yes, kind of is. see the Looper intrigue as well. That's the classic uh, Bruce Willis, Joseph Gordon Levitt stuff. So, Ron, I hope someday you do get to write shows so that way you can just always tell people the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you pitch anything, we'll just. Hey, there are, just there are there are people now where if you're giving a pitch of a show like a you're Lost right, or something like that, you better be able to tell them how to do it. <laughs> Ron is the limited series king, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Let's do it. Let's fire it up. All right, who's got? Has anyone got any other ones they want to throw out? I know. I do. Oh, I, Ray. Ray, let Ray go, and then we'll get Noah in. Okay, so I'm kind of surprised that none of us brought up the idea of Cap putting all the stones back. After yeah. Endgame, I would love I could, to see I that. Find a genre that would fit that that adventure, though. That's no different Indiana thing. Jones style. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, you could do like kind of. I like- would like my main idea is um, it'd probably be shorts, like a series of shorts um, of Thor and Loki, but it's just like Norse mythology. Because I really need to see 
Thor and Loki do that um, Jotunheim uh, wedding hijink. Because oh my god, I love that one. Where, yeah. where, yeah, so Thor's hammer gets stolen by the Frost Giants and they have to go get it back. But the Frost Giants want to marry one of the Asgardian gods, goddesses. And so they're like, okay, we got you. So Thor dresses up as a bride and Loki transforms himself into the bridesmaid and they True. go to Jotunheim and have dinner and Loki has to try and play off the fact that Thor is a bride uh, and get the hammer back. And that yeah. has to happen. Well, so Shakespearean farce? No, Ooh. within the story, Thor gets caught because he eats like half the feast by himself. <laughs> And he's supposed <laughs> to be playing a beautiful bride. So. And Loki's like, this... he, she hasn't eaten all day. She's just been so nervous. So she's very <laughs> hungry. God, this this feels like a Shakespearean farce, and I want to see the yeah. actors do it on Bro- on Broadway. It's not even a show; it's a play. Broadway play. Okay. <laughs> you know, Tom Hiddleston would be down for that. Oh, hundred percent. Or you get Shakespeare. Or you get the cast who constantly plays them in the movies, like whenever they do the live action like retellings, <laughs> it's just them. It's like Matt okay. Damon in them. <laughs> but the fact Sam Neill and uh, yeah. Lee, is it Liam Hemsworth, right? Yes. No, yeah. it's Luke no, Hemsworth. No. Luke Hemsworth. One of the other ones. But the fact that they're doing that again in Thor Love and Thunder, I'm obsessed. <laughs> I think it's just to punish Sam Neill because Sam Neill doesn't understand the Marvel Universe so when he's doing it, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just like, okay, I'll just read these lines. Yeah, if you guys <laughs> do want to go into your Norse mythology, uh, Neil Gaiman has an audio book yes. and an actual book that's uh, called Oh, that book is so good. So jump in there, check it out. Not Recom- necessarily related recommend- to Marvel, but why not? Yeah, I recommend Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology and then uh, I think it's Joanna M. Harris wrote The Gospel of Loki really funny it's uh norse mythology from loki's point of view and it is pure sarcasm and snark now that I'm just playing god of war it's great <laughs> he's in assassin's creed valhalla too it's so. awesome. it's awesome. it's awesome. all right noah give us, give us your best shot all right so mine mine has mine has one that leads into a prequel so i'll just pitch both of them so mine is a horror based uh show called midnight suns um okay, yeah. and it originally started off when I wanted Dane Whitman to be told about the rising of Lilith, the mother of all demons by Blade. And he has to investigate and recruit dark magic users in order to, to take down this demon. But I wanted her to play more along the lines of a cult leader. So it was giving more of like a Midnight Mass feel. If you've ever watched Midnight Mass on Netflix, gotcha. I wanted Lilith to be more of like this beautiful siren who who takes the damned who takes the evil and and uh takes it and dane whitman has to not only defeat her but not listen to her so he's trying to be the voice of reason he's trying to be this 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 wonderful uh voice of reason but lilith is just a little too powerful in terms of like seduction and it plays along with his fear of becoming like his uncle and becoming a bad dark knight so he doesn't know if Lilith, the mother of demons, is talking to him. If the Ebony Blade is talking to him, he doesn't know where these dark voices are coming from. So it's more of a psychological horror of Dane Whitman dealing with it, as well as a couple of like here and there nods to like werewolf, uh, the werewolf from the Midnight Suns. And I want there to be an episode where he has to go to a cemetery. 
whether it be to to look up an old person or something like that. And the groundskeeper talks to him and we figure out that the groundskeeper, like in the old um, Nick Cage, is the ghost rider, which then leads to these, which then leads to the spinoff or the the prequel, which is a spaghetti western of the first ghost rider. I okay. want there to be an old school western, legit so, cowboy ghost rider. Talking, and how we're talking Sam Elliott from Ghost Rider One, just do his origin story, is what you're saying. Yeah, but have but him actually his, fight this time. Yeah. Yes, have him fight, have like learn his story and learn, even if he was the original fighter of Lilith and we learned that he dealt with her once upon a time as well um or even just another demon or we learned that he gets his powers from um brother voodoo or like the ancestor of brother voodoo which then leads again into Doctor Strange and all that but uh I I think Ghost Rider like we've gotten Ghost Rider in a car Ghost Rider on a bike and we got Sam Elliott for a split second but we've never gotten that like old school cowboy ghost rider and i think a spaghetti no, uh, western is right up his alley i don't mean to correct you but we also got a ghost tractor in spirit of vengeance so i don't <laughs> <laughs> my oh you, really? you're right you're right yeah. i, I yeah. bow out clearly my idea is shit no it was no are we talking it's the worst movie this tractor like farming tractor or like yes. a lawnmower, like yeah, okay. an esca- it's an go, ex- excavating. Go, go back yeah, and watch it, Ron. It's totally worth it. It's one. Of no, the best it's not. I was told on your podcast to not watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tonight. smart and I like our audience. It's terrible. Um, it's actually um, Noah, I like Noah. I like how you got two pitches in one on that one. Good job. Yeah, double up. <laughs> yeah, um, is Agatha Harkness it. making an appearance? She would be really cool to make to to make an appearance because again, I would like for Dane to deal with Lilith by trying to connect with other dark magic users. So he would try and talk to uh, Baron Mor- uh, Moto. He would try and talk to to Ghost Rider, to Agatha. Like he is legit delving into the dark arts to figure out how to beat the literal mother of demons. So, it, but I want that whole, I want when Ghost Rider turns, I want almost body horror. I want all different levels of horror, but it, for it to play out like a psychological one where he doesn't know who's telling him the truth. This so is Marvel is this... rated M supernatural yeah. is what he's pitching yes. right now. So yeah. are we getting, Kit, are we getting um, Kit Harrington fighting zombies being seduced by not the mother of dragons, but the ma- mother of uh, demons. demons, whatever you just said, <laughs> demons. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. I love the idea of going dark. Um, I thought about pitching a horror as well. I didn't have a good enough idea, so I didn't. Uh, but yeah, just that that whole kind of deep cuts Marvel Knights version of uh, characters would be super fun to get into in the MCU. And we're leaning that way a little bit. We got the reference with the uh, Kit Harrington's was it Black Knight? His sword showed up, and then um, uh, Mershan Ali. I don't know. Mershala. Mershala. Thank you. Yeah, he. Uh, his voice was sure. at the end of Eternals. Spoiler alert! So go check that out. Yeah, and and Midnight Suns would take up pretty much right after that conversation, and it would be a long gated version of them two having the conversation and him explaining about. So it would legit take off right where we hear, "Are you sure you want to do that?" And then him explaining what his real first mission is, which is attacking the Mother of Demons. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Midnight Suns is getting a video game, I think, later this year. So I, uh, I at least it's it's known that those are uh, going to be fun characters, and I hope we get to explore them as well. I look forward to it. Uh, turn-based game, not a lot of people. Will, yeah, not it. the best. But um, I'm gonna play it. Yeah, I mean, I had the only other pitch I was I was trying to figure out was how to get a sports show. You know, 
like an actual sport of trying to figure out some way to like put the superheroes into like some sort of you know, I got it. Here, but I just couldn't do it. I got it easy, dude. It's like you would just do the danger room with the X Men, and then you have Deadpool or someone ridiculous commentate on it. They did a similar, <laughs> so like, did so a similar like, ride. Like, like bull riding, but it's like you're trying to stay alive in it. Okay. Yeah, they it, there was an episode of X Men Evolution. Not to bring it back to that, but uh, Spike <laughs> had an episode where he just rode his his skateboard around the danger room. So it's like there's, there's ways you could do sports in the MCU. I'd be about it. I love the idea. Of, yeah, just to survive the danger room uh, yeah. sporting event. You know, and I last. Uh, I mean, a pretty easy one would be like racing for Guardians of the Galaxy, just different kinds of like like almost NASCAR in space. You could, yeah, you mm-hmm. could do that. But I wanted to be way, as, yeah. as unique as possible. I was trying to figure out some sort of like you know, half quidditch, half football, you know, 30 mile long, but too many heroes <laughs> powers fluctuate so much. There's too many people who would break the games. Yeah. But I think Josh said he has a way that it could be balanced out for sure. Yeah. I think, I'm, I think American gladiator style type thing with the danger room is going to be your best bet. That'd be so dope to watch. Sign me up. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm all out of ideas and uh, I'm not going to kick you guys off the podcast, but I really got to get back to this 49ers Rams game. Um, yeah, <laughs> coach is real invested, so we'll probably many things. Wait, wait Ray, did you did you sell something, Ray? At, at the end, you were gonna do? Oh yeah, no, that was just uh, bringing up uh, the cap returning all the stones. Oh okay. Because I was going to say it earlier, but then I realized, oh, what if somebody has that idea and I jumped the gun on it? So yeah, I, let me pull up my other unexplored genres. Uh, I said oh, horror I featuring Blade. That would have been fun. Uh, I also said game show hosted by Deadpool, but one I kind of liked was an idea of a hunting slash survival show featuring Wolverine and the Weapon X program. So we get like Agent Zero and uh, Sabretooth and Wolverine kind of like going on their missions. That'd be kind of fun to watch, I think. Okay, like a bear grizzly, but with... Yeah, with with Wolverine and the the like. Yeah, and I actually put sitcom Avengers Campus as well. So we had some group think there thing there. So I'm I'm glad that Ray uh, fleshed it out a little bit better than I could have. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening in, and we appreciate it. Uh, we had a little bit of a trouble here and there with connections. I will do my absolute best to get that stuff fixed, but we'll see how it goes. Ray is excited to say something. Um, along with the sitcom idea, you could also do. Um, an Avengers like Impractical Jokers. <laughs> oh, let's go. <laughs> Where it's just it'd have to focus on Loki and like pulling pranks around the tower you or whatever. Have to do Loki. You could do like Spider Man and Friends and have like Iron ah, yes. and Human Torch and the like. Or like, I feel like Tony would. I feel like Tony would in between Avengers One and Age of Ultron. Tony was probably pulling some mad pranks. Even like War Machine, his whole scene where he like tells Bruce that oh you have to bow to the King of Wakanda, like stuff like that. <laughs> I love yeah. it. This was a super fun episode, guys. Thank you. We had quite a fun panel. Lots of good ideas. If any of these get made, make sure the Marvel stuff gang tweets at Marvel on Twitter so we get our paycheck. Appreciate <laughs> you listening. Uh, go check out the Radioactive Paper Cuts podcast. Uh, me and Noah have been doing Peacemaker, like I said. Uh, Ray's over on the Star Wars Stuff podcast. Ron, he shows up here every two weeks, and we appreciate him for that. Uh, did anyone else have anything in closing here? Nope. No? All right. Well, thank you once again for listening, and uh, in the immortal words of Coach himself, don't have too much fun without us. <laughs>